I was sitting here for probably 15, 20 minutes just before I hit record and I was thinking about what I might be talking about in this video and, and I was even reminded why I do these videos and why I stream and um, I definitely can beat myself up for not being consistent as I'd like to be, as consistent as I'd like to be, but I'm, uh, I'm turning 35 uh, tomorrow and I was thinking about all the ways that God has redeemed things in my life. And I was thinking about the people who come across these videos and, uh, and share with me the, the different things that resonate with them. I was even on the phone with, with somebody earlier today on a coaching call, uh, who was resonating with something that I'd shared in, uh, in a video about a testimony, just how God has redeemed something in my life. And, and I know that there's a lot of people who are on their journey and, and kind of doing the work and they just, uh, like me, you might just be sitting in your living room, uh, watching a video, trying to continue that personal growth that you're, um, that you really value and know is important. And so I do these videos to help those people, if that's you, who are like me and just wanting to continue to grow. You just have this, uh, this desire to become the person God's made you to be. And, uh, and that's, that's me. That's what I have in my heart. And I am constantly um, trying to grow and to become more of that man. And as I was thinking about the last year or so, as I was thinking about uh, the man that God has helped me become in the last year or so, there's been so much that's happened. And if I just you know, rewind the tapes just for this one story, because I could go into so many different ways that God has redeemed my life. But if I can rewind the tapes to to a year ago, um, and then think about where I am now. I mean, I'm I'm about to be a father too, uh, debt free, over two hundred thousand dollars in debt paid off, and um, you know, in a in a healthy and happy marriage. Uh, I think about a year ago, and about two hundred grand in debt living at my in-laws, kind of like head spinning because I was wondering how all of that even happened. I can give you the the steps and what happened, but, um, you know, what vulnerability or weakness I had that led me to to make certain decisions and be dishonest with my wife and then how I was then navigating marriage and... um, just how to be healthy and and to become whole again as a man after I'd spent all these years going through healing, all these years um, getting delivered of of so much bondage in my life, getting free, uh, where the Lord was really helping renew my mind and I was leading other people through that process. And then all of a sudden last year in 2022, I just got knocked off the rocker. So for me, the challenge was how do I not just get back to the place that I know that I can be as a man? The challenge was also how did I even get to where I am? And and that being last year around this time, where I go, how did how did things fall apart so quickly for me? And 
what's interesting is I was thinking about, you know, just God redeeming my life is I was thinking about how I had been so filled with pride. So God was redeeming my life. About 10 years ago, I started on this journey. I went through a really, uh, lack of better words, I'll say intense spiritual awakening and uh, through a lot of different loss in my life. I had lost money. I'd lost my dad and and um, lost kind of the direction of what I thought my life would look like after I left Wall Street. So all of that was happening, and God was really redeeming my way of thinking as I was reading the Bible, as I was getting encountered by the Holy Spirit, and as I was starting to see, wow, you know, the way that I thought about my life and even the world around me and myself, all of that's very different than what I thought and than what it actually is when my eyes were open and God started showing me his perspective on life. So as I was going through that journey and he was really redeeming so much and he was bringing a lot of healing. I mean, when I say that, what that means practically is like I would be, you know, just weeping, reading my Bible and and coming out of that time with the Lord, just feeling so much more at peace and understood and clear about things that had tormented me for so long or were confusing to me. Um, I would be in prayer uh, either by myself or even with other people and God would show things to me and reveal things to me about my past or even before me, uh, before my time here on earth, that, that things in my life that then he would confirm um, through his word and through other people that were true. And it brought a lot of clarity and connected a lot of dots that I just, the lines were missing. And I had always found confusion around my identity and my purpose. And, and so he was bringing clarity. So that's what my was awakening was, and and over the last eight to ten years, you know, I'd been helping other people go through that journey too. So, um, as a result, what ended up happening is I got so filled with pride because I was so aware of like the supernatural, the spiritual warfare, um, a lot of the issues and challenges that people deal with and what keeps them stuck and how to move forward and how to navigate difficulty and loss and and challenges they're facing. And so I, being on the um, kind of guiding end of helping other people as I was going through that process myself, I just got filled with a lot of pride of like, I know what I'm doing. And what ends up happening is you um, you kind of say, okay, maybe I don't need God. And, and I never had that conscious thought. I never had that conscious thought, but how I started to kind of look in my life is I started to think, well, God, like the path that I'm on, that you set me on, that I've agreed to, but you set me on, that path is tiring. That path is um, not what I thought it would be. There's a whole lot of other obstacles and things that I don't necessarily, I didn't know I was signing up for. And I don't know if I want to be doing that. And so he was kind of leading me in a different direction. He was saying, hey, you have permission to kind of go into a different direction. But then as I went into a different direction, the vision that he gave me, um, and specifically what I ended up starting to do is I went into trading and kind of dipping my feet in that water for a bit. And there's a whole history behind it. But he gave me a vision of uh, of a Mustang, and that's a wild horse. And you know, I was, I was reading about it. It was... It was basically that like you you can't really break a Mustang. Like it's really, really hard to break a Mustang. And he showed me that I'd been in the wilderness, 
just as a picture. I'd been in the wilderness as a Mustang, and then I went out into the open plain, and it was like I had no restraint. And that's what ended up happening as I shifted or pivoted a little bit into trading. That was last year. Well, as that happened, there was no self-control. And because I had a lot of pride and I was aware of the spiritual stuff, and he was even showing me as he was kind of giving me some guidance on how to navigate this transition into trading. I was still coaching, but I was kind of like, I need to put a pause on growing anything around that. I'm going to focus on trading for the time being. And as I was on that path, he started showing me, hey, there's different things that you need to be aware of, but he didn't show me, um, he didn't show me enough to keep me guarded. And what that means is uh, he allowed me to be humbled or to be prideful enough to get humbled. And it was something that I needed to learn as a man in my character because if I had not learned that, I think I would have continued on um, without addressing root level issues of uh, telling half-truths about certain things in conversation, for example, with my wife. Um, not lying, but just not declaring and speaking in transparency the whole truth. Uh, but then even to the point of, oh, actually, once I got to a place of vulnerability, not telling the truth at all. And so... Um, specifically around the topic of money in this one place of vulnerability where I was, you know, saying, God, I'm going off on my own, doing my own thing. He really allowed me to take that to a place where it ends up being 200 grand of debt. And I'm going, how in the heck did this happen? And what I realized is, you know, he gave me permission to go into this path on trading. He gave me permission to kind of, um, or he gave me insight into what I might expect along the way and some things that could be happening. But me and my pride, I was like, God, you don't know what you're doing. I need to go do this myself because the path that I was on before, it didn't turn out like I thought it was going to turn out. And uh, and and in specifically in coaching and what I was looking for out of that. And I got some great things, but I need more. So here, I'm going to go over here to trading and I'm going to try and get what I'm looking for out of that. And what he ended up revealing to me full circle is that I wasn't trading. I was coping. Um, I was not going to resolve any kind of root level uh, unrest that was happening through what I was doing. And I was doing maybe the same thing through coaching as well, but I was, the difference was I was maybe making an impact and helping other people. So I could kind of uh, be blind to the fact that I was um, still not addressing some root level thing inside of me just because I was helping somebody. And so he was, he was helping me see all of this over the course of time over the last year or so of my life. And as I actually went through what's called deliverance and, and getting free from demonic stuff in my life that I had opened doors through through choice or doors to through choices I was making. He he brought so much clarity to just how uh, prideful I'd been and um, how broken uh, that can make a man. And he showed me a picture of a stick figure and the stick figure was broken at the waist and it uh it was just kind of dangling, like the top half of the stick figure was dangling back and forth, back and forth. And he said, you had a broken spirit. You'll never have a broken spirit again, but you'll always depend on me. 
And it was really helping me understand how I had had not really allowed like God to be um, to be in every area of my life. And uh, and it's really hard for a man to get to that point to even acknowledge that. Um, but I was reading John 13 and in verse six, it says, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And what was really resonating with that, from that with me, is how there are certain things in our lives that we don't want to let God deal with. We don't want to let God clean up. We don't want to let God touch. It's almost like it's too much of a mess. And for me, I felt that way for sure, especially um, as I got into like the practicals of, oh man, like I really messed up, uh, you know, in communication with my wife or lack thereof in decisions I made with money in um, just how I conducted myself and my own personal integrity. And there was a point where I was almost unable to even confess or share like what was going on inside me. And for, for that person who's at that point, you need to understand that unless you let God, unless you let God, clean you, cleanse you, unless you let Jesus cleanse you, unless you let him take care of that mess, you have no part with him. And sometimes letting him take care of that mess is showing him how messy it actually is, giving it to him, being like, God, this is how dirty this is. This is how bad this is. This is how messy this is. And acknowledging it. And it's really hard for a man to do that. It's really hard for a man to do that. It's really hard for a man to say, this is how messy this stuff is in my life. And one of the reasons that that has been so hard for me is because I have had the belief and just in my marriage, for example, for example, that it's too much of a burden for my wife. You know, that, that the deeper rooted things inside of me, nothing to do with what I'm talking about now with you know, money decisions, poor money decisions and dishonesty and all of that stuff. It's, I'm talking the root level of why that even happened of self-hatred that I had had or um, a general sense of, of lack of worth or the, the pain from the experiences of my past and trying to navigate all of that, like how to even communicate that to somebody and to say, I'm really, I'm struggling with this. I don't know how to deal with this. And, and I'm trying to deal with it by coping and it's not working. I mean, to even get those words out for a man is extremely difficult. And what I end up see, um, seeing people get into is they end up in situations like mine or they get into situations with other things, um, I know some men get involved with porn. 
Um, I know some men get involved with actually get involved with women um, outside of, you know, the pornography thing. I know some men um, just literally lay it all into work and they're hoping to get something out of work or the gratification of it. Uh, it, it can show up in so many different ways. If it's not money, if it's not women, if it's not, you know, fame or work or whatever it might be. But we have to like get to the point where we're willing to acknowledge it for what it is and say, okay, God, I need you to redeem this. Like I need you to redeem me. And most people don't because um, there's so much shame, there's so much pain, and they actually don't believe. They just don't believe God can redeem it. And here I am, you know, one of the reasons that I ended up in the situation that I was in was because uh, once we got to the root of it was because I actually had this deep-rooted fear of children. I had this deep-rooted fear of having children. It sounds crazy to even say, but I think it really stemmed from adoption and me being adopted. And I had this deep-rooted fear of having children. And there's this whole thing that the enemy tried to get in the way and, you know, twist things. But with this deep-rooted fear of children and with some level of self-hatred that had not been dealt with and with some other kind of mix of, of coping that was not healthy, you know, I was then logically thinking, okay, well, if you know, we want to have children that we need to be ready in this position financially. And so then what ended up happening is subconsciously, I made a decision, well, if we're not in a position financially, then we can't have children. And so guess what ended up happening when you have several hundred, couple hundred grand of debt, you, you can definitely reason your way out of having children. And so fast forward, you know, giving God the mess John 13 saying, Lord, like, yeah, if you're saying I can't have any part with you unless you cleanse me, here's the mess. I have no idea what I'm doing. And look what he did in one year, in one year, he redeemed. I'm turning 35 tomorrow and the Lord cleaned off that debt over 200 grand. He gave us two children, two beautiful children on the way. In one year, the Lord redeemed what I gave him to clean. You know, sometimes we think, and this is really like rampant in the in the personal development, personal growth, self-help space. I need to transform my life. I need to take control of my life. I need to have more responsibility, personal ownership to the max. And there's an element of truth to that. But the problem is, is if you don't give it to the Lord, you have no part with him. If you don't allow him to wash you of the things that are, that are impossible for you to wash yourself, to, to take the, the dirty things of your life and to allow him to bring redemption to those things, if you don't allow him to do that, you have no part with him. So you can, guess what, find health and success and energy and, and popularity and all these other things. But if you are not doing it with God, you have no part with him. If you are not giving him the mess that you've made in the process, you have no part with him. He wants to clean 
He wants to clean house. He wants to clean sin. He wants to take decisions that you've made that were just not aligned with him. And he wants to make them right. And one of the worst things we can do is just live with that pride, that pride that we can do it all ourselves and that we need to, um, you know, pay the cost for something that honestly we'll never be able to pay the cost for. And, you know, for me and and just even relationally in, in our marriage, it's like there are things that I could never pay the cost for. When it comes to losing integrity with yourself and your wife, I don't think there's any amount of like, okay, you, you've done all these things, so now it's back. It's actually got to be something that is healed in your heart that God heals in your own, your own heart and their heart. And that's not something that is within your control, full control to do. You know, that's something that you have to say, God, this is not in my control. Here it is. It's out in the open for you. I need you to come in and actually make it right. So for those of you who are kind of in that time in your life where you're like, I am on that journey. I'm trying to figure it out. You know, it's either me, it's my spouse, or it's, you know, this person in my life. Just know that you're not in full control, but you do have control of giving your stuff or their stuff to God, right? And so prayer, for example, I know sometimes people feel powerless when it comes to the the topic of change, but it's not for you, it's for somebody else. Prayer is powerful. Prayer on somebody else's behalf, you know, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful, powerful, powerful prayer. And, and I say, man, man or woman, when you're praying on behalf of somebody and you're saying, Lord, I need you to intervene. Here are the things that are the things that need to be clean. This is what's going on in this person's life. One, you're coming into alignment with God's will and his ways of thinking, which are, which are higher than our ways. You know, our ways are, I'm offended by this person. His ways are, this person is struggling. And when we're in prayer and we're praying on behalf of another person, we are praying for that person who's struggling. We're praying for that struggle. We're saying, Lord, take that struggle from them, whatever it is that they're dealing with, even if I can't name it, take it from them. Lord, change their heart. You know, that is a prayer of a powerful person right there. And, and it's not in your, you're recognizing it's powerful because you're recognizing this is not in your full control, but you're doing your part. And if you are that person, you're recognizing, I got to do something myself. I got to, I got to make a change happen, but I can't make that transformation all on my own. I need help. That's when you Come to the Lord and you say, Lord, this is, here's what it is. It's all on the table. Now, who do I go talk to about it? Okay. It's not just between you and him. It's between you and him and then the other person. Who do I go talk to about it? Bring it out in the open. Let God redeem your life. You know, as I was sitting, thinking about turning 35, I was thinking about, okay, some, some real key differences nuances to things that I've learned. Number one, transparency is different than honesty. I can be honest with somebody and still not be transparent. I was a very honest person. I have been a very honest person 
most of my life. That doesn't mean I've been an extremely transparent person, although I am, I intentionally try to be transparent to kind of like come against any self-protection mechanisms of, of not sharing. But, um, but I've learned that it's, it's, there's such a difference between transparency and honesty. So that's number one. Number two is there's a big difference between, especially if you're waiting on somebody else, okay? You're waiting on somebody else's change, awakening, and you know maybe you're the spouse in this situation, you're the friend, you're the person that's watching. There's a big difference between grace and patience. You know, patience is like, okay, I can, I can grin and bear this, but grace is like, I know I have peace in the process. And, uh, and you can be patient but resisting, but with grace, there's this peace that allows you to kind of let things keep flowing. And number three, uh, it's really important to understand that you can love somebody but still not respect them. And respect alone does not necessarily come with compassion. So having respect and love is a, is a, is just really important. And, and, um, and to respect yourself, it's very easy to say, okay, oh, I love myself. And you just kind of like allow everything and anything to happen. Just, oh, well, it's okay. But to respect yourself is a whole nother question. It's a whole nother thought. It's a whole nother uh, mode of conduct. It's, it's a whole nother element of your character. And so to have self-respect and to uh, have love for yourself in the way that the Lord respects you and loves you, man, it's like a total game changer when you start to see that love and respect for yourself and others are very different things that they both go together. Uh, the way that I kind of think about it is I was describing it to somebody earlier today. It's like, well, if, if love is like the steak, you know, then respect is like the salt and you having a steak without the salt, it's like, uh, kind of leave some of the flavor out. You can still get the meat of it, but it's not necessarily going to be all it can be. And so having respect in for yourself, even in your relationship with yourself, so, so, so important. Something I've been learning over the last year in particular, and just recognizing areas in my life where maybe I haven't, you know, really respected myself because I've just been learning how to have grace for myself, how to love myself in, in the ways that the Lord loves me, not in this kind of like perverse way that the world talks about it. Um, but I hope that that all of that can be helpful for you as you're thinking about just how you can let God redeem your life. Okay, you got to bring it to him and then ask him who to talk with. Uh, because normally bringing it to him leads to another person. And, um, and if you're trying to make change happen, you know, I believe God's perfect love is made possible through people. And there are people in your life that are that have walked the journey that want to help you grow into the man or the woman that you can be. And trying to do it on your own is not letting God redeem you. You know, so uh, it may look different in different seasons. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's people you hire to help you. Sometimes it's, you know, community, just like friends. Sometimes it's strangers. Um, that you meet with. Uh, sometimes it's through running. Sometimes it's through talk therapy. Sometimes it's through uh, changing your nutrition and and um, you know being in a community where other people are holding you accountable to that. I mean, there's so many different things of what it can look like, but I just know that God can redeem whatever's been lost or broken in your life if you're willing to let him do that. And 
as I sit here thinking about turning 35 and I think about where he's taken me over the last year, again, from being, you know, over a couple hundred grand in debt and, you know, afraid of kids to being debt free and, you know, about ready to start our family with two children on the way, healthy marriage and um, just how he's even, how he's even instilled certain things in my character. I, you know, praise God. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to read this verse one last time just because it's, I think it's so important. John 13, uh, verse 6, he says, uh, He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. No, said Peter, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Just remember that as you think about, you know, your life and your journey and you think about your role and will and, you know, I'm I'm the captain of my ship. I'm going to change everything. Unless he washes your feet, you have no part with him. So what are you giving him? You know, and you don't clean yourself before you get in the shower. You know what I mean? Like what you're giving him is probably dirty. And, and we can sometimes struggle with that because we feel bad. It's like, God, I don't want to give you something so unclean, something not perfect, something that's messy. Uh, but think about the thing in your life that is messy, that you that you need right, that you want redeemed. God can take that exact thing and he'll make it clean. He'll take that dirt and he'll make it, he'll make it clean. And, um, and it may require a process and it may take a year, it may take a second, it may take not uh, 10 years, but you got to start by just choosing to work with him. Let God redeem your life. I hope this uh I hope this bless you. Amen.